0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, as we approach this Sunday, which uh, is the annual parish meeting, I started to reflect on the essence of the church, uh, the question, what is the church? And uh, this may be A reminder for some, this may be new to others, but today I hope to touch on three aspects of what is the church? What is the church? Well, many people think of the church as an organization, but it's not an organization. But we are organized. Others think of the church as an institution. Uh, But it's not an institution, although over the years it has become institutionalized. Some people think of the church as just a business. There are revenues and there are uh, expenditures, but the church is not a business. And finally, some people think of the church as a club, Uh, a club, sort of. Uh, the list of clubs and places that you want to be associated with to kind of feather your cap or put in your satchel and uh, travel down life's road. But it's not a club either. So what is this beautiful gift of God's love called the church? Well, the first thing is, and this may sound redundant, but I think we lose it sometimes. The church is christ the church is christ himself there is no church without christ the life of the church is the risen life of christ you don't enter the church except through being baptized into the death and the resurrection of christ you continually renew that union with christ in the bread and the wine his life love in the Holy Eucharist and so principally the church itself is Christ when the apostle Paul thought he was doing God a favor and chasing down these Jews who said that the Messiah was Jesus and that he had been risen from the dead and that he had possessed all authority from the father when Paul went down that road to Damascus and was blinded by the light which we know was the Shekinah glory of God in Christ, and the voice of Christ coming out of that shining light, said to Paul, Why are you persecuting me? said Christ. The church is Christ himself. Christ in whom and where the divine life and humanity are joined together, Forever and ever. The place where heaven and earth intersect Christ, the revelation, the final total revelation of the Father's love. It is Christ Himself, and this unveiling of the love of God in the person of Christ. Christ has promised to be with us to the end of the age. And so to answer the essential question, what is the church? We start off by saying the church is Christ. We move from that to saying that the church is Christ and his body. That's you and me. That is all the people who are baptized and placed in communion with Christ in his death and resurrection. So wherever the church exists all over the world, that communion of people who are baptized in communion with Christ and are maintaining that living communion with Him. And so the church is Christ and His body. How awesome it is to think that we are called members of Christ. We are members of Christ's body. We, through our hands, our feet, our eyes, our mouths, we reveal Christ in the world. For the most part, the only Christ that people are going to see is his body here and now. That means us. This is what God has to work with. But we are filled with Christ's life and love and spirit and the totality of the christian life is allowing that love and life of christ which is in us to flow out through us to one another and to everyone in this world and so we are truly in the most literal way possible the hands and the feet of christ himself and the thought came to me, and i really like this idea We are the smile of Christ in this world. So let's work our smiles, shall we? Because that might be the only smile of Christ that people actually see. And people really do need the smile of Christ, don't they? You know, there's a story uh, about uh, a church and a pastor. They went on a retreat and... uh, they were at this campsite and there was a big fire sort of in the middle of the campsite and the church and the pastor were on one side and it was late at night and the pastor had come to the fire and no one else was there, but lo and behold on the other side of the campsite was a parishioner who had fallen away from the church, hadn't been there for years, so had become uh, disillusioned and despondent, and he showed up at the fire. Now, don't you know that conversation was going to get interesting because they met each other at the fire in the middle of the night. Well, of course, they talked about how he had not been in church for a long time, and the pastor encouraged him to come back, and that, that he was missed, and he, he's missing out on all the fulfillment that you get from the church. And so they talked about it, and then sort of a silence hit the conversation. The pastor went and had some tongs and picked up a coal out of the fire and took it out and set it aside. and just laid it on the ground and didn't say anything. And he and that last parishioner just watched that coal finally die out. That man intuitively knew that it was a picture of himself, that when we are separated from the life of Christ, from the fire of Christ, When we separate ourselves from that, we can only see diminishment. We can only see the life slowly die out of us. And thank God, the story goes, that the man was there the next Sunday because he had been touched by this very vibrant picture that he needed to be connected with Christ and connected with other members of the body. one of the thoughts that should occur to us over and over again is that Christ dwells in me, and I dwell in Him. And we constantly ask God for the life of Christ to flow in and through our thoughts, our actions, our lips, our hands, our feet, that His life and power would truly live itself out in each of us. Uh, us, unique persons that can only live it out in our own personal unique way. Christ comes to slowly dwell in us in a transformative way and that's why we keep going back to receive that flow of life over and over again. And so, I live in Christ. You might say that is my true life, my peace, my true home, my security, my destiny, and my final goal. living in and Christ living in us. Christ said, I am vine; you are the branches. Apart from me, you can be nothing. Well, let's move on to the third point. The church is Christ himself and his body all the members in union and communion with him but there's a further elaboration of that truth, and it's this that we are actually members of his body that are in communion with one another now that's a, a thought that sounds almost crazy for someone who was born in 1961 and has been told his entire life that I'm an isolated, autonomous individual who can make up my own mind about everything, create the life I want to create, and it doesn't matter about anyone else. They're all second place, if even on the stage. But this is not the case with the church of Christ. Christ, members of his body, and the members of his body are in union and communion with one another. We are inter- interconnected. We are in communion with one another. And I do that in the most literal way. That is how the organism of Christ and his body functions. And so, and so, we owe one another The debt of love. The debt of love. Now, if you were to go through the New Testament nine times out of ten, when the apostles, or even Jesus, but especially the apostles, are talking about loving one another, they're not talking about people outside the church. They're talking about us learning how to love one another in the church. Because the church, as the body of Christ, is supposed to be living in through the love and the life of Christ himself. So how could we not be uh, able to love one another? But that's the challenge. The challenge is, as we know one another, we learn to love one another and accept one another, we bear each other's burdens, the apostles say love one another body of christ and you will fulfill the law of christ as we are filled with love for one another we are a testimony of christ's love to one another but also to the outside world and it's through the love of christ that we go outside of these walls to help and to serve all the people that we can. And so that's how it works. It's a love and a communion and a fellowship of Christ's love. Well, this love is not based on political affinity or socioeconomic status. Christ's love is not based on a cultural backgrounds or used to manipulate or control other people or to be successful in the world's terms, Christ's love is an end unto itself. It is not based on all the selfish games that human beings can play. Well, recently at at uh, an event, I heard a parishioner describe their experience of St. Francis, and and I, I didn't ask permission Uh, to use this story, so I'm not gonna tell you who it is. Maybe later you can find out who it is, uh, but uh, the description was is that they had been transferred into town, Uh, that's always a challenging thing, and and, uh, sometimes, you know, you you move regrettably, Uh, but as they went to a couple of churches, they weren't able to find the right fit, but when they came here, they found a warm and welcoming group of people, they found people that truly really do love one another because St. Francis is really pretty good at that, praise the Lord. And they found that as they opened up their lives to the life of Christ here and got involved in different things and grew and learned that they found all of the fulfillment that they were looking for in Christ and his church and his people right here at St. Francis. And this family is now uh, involved in some of the highest types of leadership in this parish. But it really warmed my heart and the heart of many others who heard this description of what had happened. Because I was thinking immediately, that's how all of this is supposed to work. That's how Christ and his body and his life and the members of his body and the communion of the members of the church is supposed to work. It's supposed to be an expression of Christ's love, and people are supposed to be in touch with it, and transformed by it, and enjoy the ride, and enjoy the fulfillment of what it means to be in the body of Christ himself. We also saw this display a couple of weeks ago when Toby Pickett, had her funeral here, That was the 15-year-old girl that Father uh, uh, Emily mentioned last week, who had a tragic accident and died. Her mother, for 22 years, uh, has taught our second grade. The church and the school and everyone came together and surrounded that family with love and support. The church and school came together to uh, plan and execute a huge funeral and a reception and. Relief and all manner of things and it was a display of what it means to be the church Christ's body right here at St. Francis. There was a a Glory about it because it was all about Christ and his love for that family I want to close with uh, a quote from Toby's service. Father Elwood used it last week, but I want to use it in a different way the quote on the service that said this, live in such a way that those who know you but don't know God, come to know God because they know you. And that could be a personal mission statement really for each one of us, but what if we were to make that a corporate statement and say St. Francis, together as a community, live in such a way That those who know us, but don't know God, will come to know God because they know St. Francis. Doesn't that sound good? Doesn't that sound right about our being a part of this wonderful and beautiful gift of God's love called the church? It surprises sometimes to know that people don't unwrap this beautiful gift called the church that God gives us. Or that they put it on the shelf or control it in their priorities and keep it at bay. But everyone has freedom to do what they will. What we're called to do is to go even deeper. To continue to unwrap this beautiful gift of love called the church. As we come to know God and Christ and love ourselves and one another more deeply. We can dig deeper, even here at St. Francis. And I hope that the years to come are the enjoyment of going deeper and deeper into this wonderful and beautiful gift of God's love of the church. Amen.